I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell Sanders. Yay! <laughs> and you're listening to Pop Bet. This is the podcast for popping questions, popping bottles, and pop culture. This week on Pop It, we're on site at Wooberry, where owner or co-owner Iris Lyons champions small batch ice cream made from locally sourced milk, cream, and sometimes goat cheese. We'll ask you about that. Wooberry also offers dairy-free flavors like vegan avocado, or I'm eating vegan peach right now, but you would so never good. know it. Yeah. For the wellness crowd among us, and Iris is no stranger to healthy living herself. In addition to her work as a project manager at UMass, she teaches yoga at Central Rock Climbing Gym. Um, hello, thank you for having yes. us. We're so excited. Thank you guys for having me on your show. I'm so excited. Yeah, and we can hear a little bit of the commotion in the background because there's a customer here. Yeah. Even though it's raining. Yeah, that's a good place to start. Do you feel like you have a high season as an ice cream shop here? Um, so our seasons are kind of weird, um, considering where we're located. We're located right between Becker and WPI. So normally a lot of ice cream shops, like their peak season is July, August. Ours really gets ramped up and really gets exciting around like end of August, September, October, when, when all the students are coming back, when parent weekends are happening, when, um, when everybody's moving in, like this is the place where people have gone for year over year to come and get their local ice cream place. When did you guys decide to buy an ice cream shop? Eating ice cream in bed. <laughs> so it it all started. Um, it all started a long time ago. We have talked about doing something together. Um, we both come from a service industry background. We both have always said the best jobs that we've ever had was working with food and working with customers and having that one-on-one kind of contact that you will only have in a service industry job. Um, And it's kind of the best kind of tired as well. Here we were interrupted, and I guess this is a good opportunity to say once more that aside from being this powerful project manager for UMass, and a beloved yoga instructor in the city, Iris is also like actually running an ice cream shop. And so there are tasks that she needed to do. There were customers that needed to be tended to. Uh, and this was after a full day's work. So thank you again, Iris, for having us. We both look to you as a role model. And um, listeners, pardon the interruption. So as an ice cream shop owner slash yoga instructor, is there any sort of internal strife? Like one is a healthy living and one is an indulgence? No, because because everything in balance, everything in moderation, right? Like the, the thing that you're striving for as a yoga instructor is to figure out what that balance is, right? Like you're trying to quiet what's going on in your head and trying to make your body strong and flexible. It's this sort of same thing here, right? Like where you're trying to be flexible in what your choices are. There are definitely, I, admit, I will admit every single time that I'm here, I will have a little bit of ice cream, but just a little bit. Um, but you have to enjoy your life. And if you're putting so many limits on your life that you're not enjoying it, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Well, and you also want to be able to like try your product, right? Like, you want to know what you're serving to people. Oh, it's quality so you control. Have to know. Exactly. So well, you have to know. <laughs> and it is, like, it is different. And so, like, what makes it, what makes the ice cream here different? 
the fact that we make it in small batches. We do very small batches. We do um, the machine that we're working with. It's it does three gallons at a time. So we'll do usually two or three runs of a flavor, and it can we can be creative with it. I mean, some of the best mistakes on the planet, like caramel sweet cream, it came out of innovation. We needed we needed something new and different and. Like, well, why don't we just try it this way? And so we can we have that luxury of creating what we want um, and when we want to make it. You mentioned that the college students are a huge part of your customer base. And I know you're right by WPI, but all the colleges are pretty close. And I was thinking of that meme that came out maybe a month or so ago yeah. when all the college kids were coming back and it was like um, the movie. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. And each one of the colleges had a different yeah. character. They all have their own personality. And when I worked at Armsby and Molly, I'm sure you're experiencing the same thing. I remember Getting like there. someone could walk in and I had gotten pretty good at predicting where they went to school. Oh, for sure. Who is your demo? Um, who's coming in here the most? And are college students great customers? College students are amazing customers because they bring their parents and then they, the parents bring the families. And when the families are coming and if it's a generational thing, right? So we've seen, we've seen freshmen come in when we first opened um, as the new owners of the place. We saw freshmen come in and then we saw their little brothers or sisters come in with them and then we saw their cousins come in. So, so our, our college students are some of our best customers for sure. And the fact that, um, let me go back to actually, actually, like, do you know, do we know who is coming in from what? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we know who's coming in from WPI and who's coming in from Holy Cross and who's coming in from Assumption every single Clark. time. Every single time. <laughs> every single time. Yep. You could call it a mile away. The nice thing is people, they embrace it, right? Like, if I say, you look like a Clark girl, no one's ever offended. They're like, thank you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, when I was in college, I used to go to, like, Pink Barrier. I would go find frozen yogurt anytime I was hungover. <laughs> Do you ever see people using either frozen yogurt for that reason or ice cream as, like, can you tell when they're just, like, in... Like, they've been under duress or they are just, like, in a situation that they need to move on from? Like, do you see that here? For sure. Every sun, like a lot of Sundays are filled with people coming in and in their most comfy, comfy clothes. Their hair is somewhere halfway across their face. And like most of their makeup, if they're ladies, are still on in some way, shape, or form. And they're asking for the biggest size that they can generally fit in their little bodies with whatever is like their closest to comfort. But my favorite, actually are the Saturday night, late night crowds that come in that are clearly high as, can I swear? Yeah, go yeah, for Clearly it. high as fuck. And <laughs> there was one guy that came in, uh, I think it was last summer, and he was so high. Like the whole group was high. And he, he was like, I don't know what I want. And I looked at him and I took his face, or I didn't take his face, I just made up, like, like put my hands out like, We'll get through this together. <laughs> yeah. Do you want sweet or something like something fruity or something like chocolatey? It's like chocolatey. It's okay. like, okay, cool. And we just went down the line as far as like what we could offer him. And at the end of that exchange, he was like, 
I can't thank you enough. <laughs> oh my God, he you're really a hero. spirit guide. He went on a vision quest. At he Blueberry. was. He was so <laughs> thankful, and I've seen him a couple times since. I don't know if he remembers yeah. that it was me. Like, but we had that moment. He yeah, his soul remembers. Yes. You're like a shaman. <laughs> How much did he end up like with, like on his? Oh yeah, it was like a large ice cream, like a couple of different scoops, a couple of different flavors, a couple of different sauces, a few different tons of whipped cream. He was just... (laughs) I get it. Now this particular neighborhood is totally booming, Highland Street right now. What makes it unique? This neighborhood is so cohesive. What do you like about being right in this spot? One of the great things about being on Highland Street is that it's one of a handful of walkable neighborhoods like you see people as soon as it gets warm out they are going up and down highland street where new little places are starting to open up we have modern news right down there for lovely little like going in for used clothes and stuff and then then we have the boynton we have prince and the potter across the street it's just it's just and the the coffee shop down the street everything like you can you can figure make little stops all the way down Highland Street and spend a whole day and then get to the park and then get down to the park we've seen people start actually start here or at the Boynton stop here then walk their way down to the park and then we'll see them later on in the afternoon walking back it's pretty great it is it's a it is like such a lovely spot and you're right near Doherty I am an alumni as well uh, alumnus and <laughs> are you an alumnus or an alumna? Alumna, I believe. Uh, I think that's like a Harriet. That's one of the things that I picked up from Harriet Chandler. She's always like correcting the like w- like the woman's. <laughs> She'll say, "I'm the president of America, America. not America." And I love that. But is wait, yeah. But it's I saw that you're a Doherty grad, and I know that there's a big building project going on. Do you have any thoughts about that, or where you'd like to see the new building go, or can you talk about it because? And I talk yeah. about it well because my husband <laughs> yeah. is on the building committee. Oh, yeah. So, right, right, right. so there. Um, I don't actually. He's. If you ever need a secret to be told mm-hmm. and kept forever in a secret pocket, you tell it to my husband. He is somebody that will hold on to the deepest, darkest, dirtiest secrets. Has them. There are things that I just don't know. It's like I mean, Dumbledore. It's. <laughs> He's beyond Dumbledore. What? Beyond yeah. Dumbledore? Beyond Dumbledore. That man had secrets. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. He's he's not one that will spill the tea on anything or anybody, <laughs> but do I uh, I don't really I don't really know. I'm I'm thankful that they're doing it because when we were there and probably when you were there, it was it was a pretty great place. The fact though when we didn't send our son there. Um, not necessarily because of the fact that the building is filled with things that shouldn't be there anymore or the fact that there's still graffiti in the auditorium from when Brendan and I were in high school, which was a very long time ago. I was like, I remember who did that. Like, I'm looking up on those, <laughs> oh on those white bubbly panels. I, like, I remember the kid that climbed up and did that. <laughs> That didn't have anything to do with it, um, but but I digress. Um, I'm just hopeful wherever they choose, it won't leave out the populations of people that really need the access to the school. Absolutely. Yeah. And as a mom, what is something you've learned, a lesson that you've learned? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
that the minute that you think you've figured out your kid, that kid will change. The minute that you think you figured out what your parenting style is, that will change. And the minute that you think that you know how you and your partner will react to something, like you think for sure you're both on the same page, that will change. So what I think I've learned most as a parent is being able to take a step back, being able to listen to the actual words that are coming out of your kid and your partner's mouth, consume them, process them, and let them continue to move like move in the right direction rather than just making assumptions that the thing, the thought that's going on in your head is the right thought. Because nine times out of ten it's not. So, so yeah, that's, I think that's, and that's something that I'm still learning. I just had a conversation with my kid last night who is, again, he's a pretty great kid. Um, and we're really lucky to be his parents and um, I'm really thankful to say that that at 14 he's, he's still somebody that he wants to hang out with us and we want to hang out with him um, nobody's kicking each other out you know like I remember what I was like at 14 and I remember a lot of my peer parents what they were like at 14 um, but he had to he had to talk to me a bit and say you know what Mom, I'm not 10 it's like no, you're not 10. You aren't. You can make decisions and you're supposed to make mistakes and you're supposed to fall so you can pick yourself up because how else are you going to learn how to do that? So, yeah. Somebody said something to me recently where, like, if you're always trying to please other people, it's really hard to figure out what to do to please yourself and what things you like and that really good parents let their kids screw up so that they know what it's like and they can figure out what feels good to them. And it's not all about making mom happy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Whoever told you that, they are a very smart person. I think it was David Chang, actually. I'm like, I definitely heard this recently on the podcast. So he told you that. (laughs) Yeah, he told me this. (laughs) I'm delusional. (laughs) Well, it's the idea of like treating, like kids are kids, but they're also like people, right? Yeah. Like they, they have to be, whole people you're not just sitting there modeling them on a wheel for sure that is that's Brendan and I's aside from the fact you know we want him to be um, a whole person but one of our biggest goals as parents is to make sure that he's a fully formed human being like being able to take care of himself doing his own laundry which he does mowing the lawn which he does taking care of other things like he takes care of our dog and he does um, cleaning his room mm. We're working on that. I'm working on that too. too. Yeah, <laughs> we all are. And but but you want you want that person that you've loved and cared for since the minute that they were even a star in the sky before you knew that they were theirs, before you knew that they were yours, or you were each other's rather. Um, being able to help guide them and let them make mistakes and let them figure out how to be the person that they're supposed to be. Well, you're like ice cream shaman, super mom. <laughs> and where can we find you for yoga? Do you have like yeah. a yoga philosophy or mantra that goes along with your class every week? Oh, yeah. So I try not to take myself too seriously. <laughs> I try to make sure that there's some element of laughter in my class. If it's not, if you can't laugh at yourself, if you're, if you're like, 
in a yoga pose that's super hard for you, whatever that is, and every body is different. Every every day you wake up, you're you're waking up in a new body, right? Like what hurt yesterday might not be the same thing that hurts today. Um, so recognizing that, accepting that, appreciating that, um, and being able to continue to like move through your day is super important. But yeah, no, definitely not taking yourself too seriously. The I teach every Sunday at Central Rock at 10.30 in the morning. My class is an hour and a half, which is luxurious. I'm super excited that I have that to offer. I'm super excited that I'm supported to do that. I think what you said about finding a pose that's really difficult and then finding humor in just, like, your practice yeah. is something that is really important to people who are maybe, like, new to yoga or want to try it. Because yeah. I think people get intimidated. Like, I think before I had ever gone or practiced at all I was like I can't even touch my toes I like, thought it was going to be like ballet yeah <laughs> yeah no. and, I, and I would have to know finding, the positions yeah. right and I think for some people the like the very rigid kind of practice works for them mm-hmm. but I think that a lot of people a good way to make it more accessible is to be like no you don't have to like do everything perfectly no and your body is going to be your body no matter what you do. right so one of the things and thank you. Um, one of the things that um, I do say, because it's just reminded me, um, to my class every day is like, I'm up here as a guide, right? I'm going to give you options. What's going to work best for your body is what's going to work best for your body. Um, and we're going to get through it together. You need help, you let me know. If you don't want help, you let me know. I won't help you. But, <laughs> and it's okay, and I'm not going to help you. But um, yeah, like for me, some of my biggest challenges in any yoga is balancing postures, like standing up, balancing postures. That's I will show somebody how to do it specifically really well on my right side, and when it comes to the left side, I kind of guide myself to the back of the class, and I'm like, okay, I'm back here, whatever you need. But it's important for people to know that you as an instructor have challenges too. Like it's not, it's called a practice. It's not a perfect. One thing that I had an instructor um, that told me, which I really love and also kind of reminds me of our conversation of like raising a kid. Um, she would always say, if you're wobbling, that's the balance. If you're wobbling, that means your muscles are working. And so it's like you're trying to, you know, hold yourself in that pose, but like your body's still working, yeah. even though it feels like you're like failing at it or you're screwing it up. Yeah. It's like we can all learn. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Every day. And I've been in some like pretty tough meetings with a million personalities where you were at the helm and you were balancing everybody. Is that what you do all day, every day? Every day. (laughs) Every day. That's what I do. Your skill set. Every day. No, well, (laughs) it's coming to the table and understanding that everybody's coming to the table with a different, how, how you got to a yoga class versus how you got to that meeting, whatever happened during that day, everybody has a different experience. So... Being able to observe that and listen to what people are saying and how they're saying it is something that over time I'm thankful that I've built up a skill for. Definitely wasn't always like that, for sure. Like there's definitely been some meetings where I've opened my mouth and inserted my foot, for sure. We've all done that. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, it's, it's being able to really listen to people and again I'm not perfect at that I'm practicing that too and there are some definitely some been some challenging 
meetings that you have witnessed with Sarah, for sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I have heard about. Well, the committee <laughs> we were on together last year was huge. It was too big. And um, you were like this amazing peacekeeper. Do you have protocols that you follow or resources that you use? Or is this just all kind of experience? A lot of it is experience. I've had some really wonderful mentors over the years um, that has been able to guide, like, okay, look, we have X, Y, or Z thing that we need to get done. Let's focus on that stuff, leave everything else aside, and try to focus on part A, part B, and part C. And that generally, just breaking it out into as simple as components, like small, simple, consumable components, tends to help bring people back into the room because people get lost in their own train of thought and they're going down a path that you didn't even expect. Mm -hmm. I work a lot with um, software engineers and they do that all the time. And that, I think, is where honing that skill really came into play. I started out as a tech writer and I had the best editor on the planet, this man, Paul Dixon, who, when I first started being a tech writer, he sat with me, he was like, working with developers is a way different animal, completely different animal. They think differently, they respond differently. Some are super personable and normal, quote unquote, <laughs> others are not. And so he sat with me for probably about like every other day for a month, bringing like do, doing different use cases in himself like this is this is a very angry developer and like talked and he was an actor so it was really great so like he would he would talk me through like treat me the way an angry developer would treat me and basically he basically hazed me for like a month on different kinds of personalities that you needed to deal with because that was the job the job is sitting down with different personalities getting the information from them that a user needs for any of the documentation that you have. So if you can't get that information, you can't do your job. I find sometimes, too, the quietest person in the meeting might be the most thoughtful person with the best idea. Yes. But how do you find the airtime for that person to get an edge, a word in edgewise when all these other personalities are so big? Right, because you don't want to like force someone like you're on the floor now like take your turn right you can't do that because if that's not what their personality is then they'll just close up Mm -hmm. so sometimes it is either bringing out a smaller conversation saying oh i remember john you said this small thing do you do you want to explain what that is or we can take that offline and sometimes just giving them the out the opportunity to not talk about it in public and maybe send an email or maybe like well I can talk about it offline but I can tell you now like just giving the opportunity of no you don't have to not not forcing the issue just allowing somebody to be in their own space that's also how I deal with eighth grade boys I was gonna say that's a big thing with students is like because sometimes you know that there's a kid who has something to say Mm -hmm. and you can't just be like you're going to talk now because that's not yeah. how they're going to respond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an eighth grade boy. 
boys. How do you girls do Oh, I don't do that. That's um, her. Well, it's funny. When we walked in, I said to you, I was like, I know you don't like to be asked, like, as a woman, how do you respond in this situation? And you said, I am a human. And I think that's really important. Yeah. But yeah, in middle school, when all those hormones are flying, gender sometimes does impact my approach to certain kids. Um, the boys are just a different maturity level in eighth grade than the girls. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like the younger kids that I can still be like, hi. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or like, right, I don't have to, I don't know. Maybe interact with them in the same way. Even if they are being trouble, it's like you can do it differently. Do you have a good thousand yard stare? Oh yeah. I've gotten better. <laughs> it's, I'm, I have a very hard time like, being that like stern, you know, I don't know, being mean. Uh, I can <laughs> but it has the room with my eyes. She can. <laughs> Teacher Sarah. Yeah. I have improved. Yeah, it's tough though. Speaking of kids, I yes. see a lot of art on the walls here. Oh, I know. Isn't this great? Yes, stencil printmaking with Mr. Hank. It seems to be all around. Is there a program that we can find here where like kids can come do this stuff? So this was a collaboration with ArtReach, um, and they have a website. It's um, funny, that woman just emailed me today. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's, she's lovely. The things that they do with the ki- different kids, they have, they have different people from the community um, that work with different kids to create all of these different things. It's, a, it's an amazing program. I'm really glad that We've had a couple of different things with them. This is the second time that we've worked with them and, and sharing and displaying their art. Um, but they'll come in an afternoon and she'll have a whole bunch of different books and encourage like how you can find art in books and, and how you can create different, different things with different materials. A lot of the things up top um, I'm pointing to a wall. It's like canvases. There are a lot of different, and those were mostly done by her teenage groups, I think. Um, and you can tell by the skill set, like it's a wide range of ages. And is are they like open to whoever when when they come here? Uh, yeah. So so they'll have different activities when they do come here. So again, this is the second time we've done it. We did one interaction with them last year and one this year, and she'll just work with people. It's pretty great. I like it. There's one, so there's one uh, section that's like stencil printmaking, and there's it's ice cream cones that the kids made. But one, one child, Hannah, <laughs> she made her ice cream cone look a little bit like a slice of pizza, which I really love. Oh yeah, this is like what I love it. So, like, shout out to Hannah. Pizza ice cream. I love her ice cream. The actual, like, literal cone. It just looks like pizza, and I'm, I love it so much. <laughs> you have had some <laughs> unique flavors here. I haven't seen pizza, yeah. but no. we mentioned goat cheese. Are there some wacky combinations that you can um, rattle off? Well, there was the peanut sriracha um, that is I, that is successful with a certain group of people. They really love it. Um, it's probably the same people who come into the to Arnsby Abbey and are like, "How hot is your jerk chicken?" <laughs> yeah, for sure, that, that yeah. is. Um, but some of I, I wouldn't necessarily say wacky flavors, but our Thai iced tea is a huge hit. People people will come in as soon as they see on the website that it is there. They will ask for city living. City living. They will ask for like five different pints, and I always feel bad for the girls because we hand pack our pints so they will 
some people have asked, can I just buy the free gallon? No, I can't do that. No, <laughs> so, absolutely sorry. not. Sorry. It's exclusive for Woodbury, but um, it's great. <laughs> um, you do events, though, with your little ice cream bike oh, yes, and your cooler. You guys are at my wedding. Cart. It was so amazing because it was so hot. Everyone, was, everyone wanted so ice cream. Hot. I felt so bad for you guys <laughs> because it was so hot and I couldn't believe that you walked. I still can't believe <laughs> that you guys walked from City Hall yeah, was, to the venue. Yeah. Like, we needed like a moment of quiet by ourselves to let it all sink in. We had planned to walk with everybody and then we were like, let's just still do it. So I almost didn't do it. My feet hurt and I was really glad I did and I walked barefoot. I just took my shoes off. <laughs> That's yeah. the right way to do it. Exactly. I cut my foot open, but it was a minor flesh wound, and I recovered <laughs> almost immediately. Fantastic. Yeah. Glad to hear that. I'm glad it was only a minor flesh wound. <laughs> I, I texted everyone the next day, and I was like, hey, everyone. Like, all the bridesmaids. And Sarah, I was like, just want you to know. Because, like, everyone was like, you're going to get tetanus. And I was like, I'm fine. This is totally fine. Tomorrow, her jaw's going to lock out. Yeah. We'll be like, we told you. No, you're not. They're not going to throw you on the pile. You're alive. You're moving. So I was okay. But is that a regular occurrence for you that you guys would be open to doing events or people can, you know, contract your services for special events? Absolutely. Um, people can send an email to info, info at blueberry.com. Um, I have to say, too, like, if you're looking for a certain level of whimsy, I feel like like the cart and the bike really lend that to you to whatever event oh definitely um when you do those events can you can like people custom order or ask for whatever flavor they want or do you absolutely yeah absolutely so you'll make it for that small batch for sure so if we're if we're doing something like a farmer's market or um like a we did for the equitarium when the it was the solar eclipse we were up there for the solar eclipse, so we brought our like favorite flavors and our top selling flavors. But for special events, absolutely. So it's like a bespoke ice cream cart. Basically. Yeah, we got to pick what we wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have a couple of pop culture hits to run through. Yes. Okay. But speaking of weddings, Jennifer Lawrence, she posted her wedding registry on Amazon. And she's taking a lot of, like, flack for that this week. kind of crazy. I guess people are thinking, if you're a famous, rich movie star, like, why do you have a registry? Oh, I just think that it's crazy because, like, people are just going to send her stuff, right? Yeah, I think, probably. Did she make it private or public? It's public... And she said at the bottom <laughs> that it's in collaboration with Amazon, and at the end she'll make a donation to benefit the Amazon River <laughs> or the Amazon Rainforest. That's the whole weird. thing seemed weird. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a lot of like wine-related items That's and cheese boards. So it's like on brand of like what's Jennifer Lawrence's brand wine? I would say Pizza. so. But you know, being friends with Amy Schumer, <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to know what you thought of that. I think that's Is it purposeful? Crazy. I don't... Yeah, I don't think it's... Cra- like, I think that if you're getting married, it's normal to register, like, no matter how famous you are. I don't know. Like, people are still probably gonna bring you gifts, right? I don't know. That part doesn't annoy me. I just... And I'm not annoyed by this. I just think it's, like, crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> that she's, like, really famous and was like, here's this. So, where it can, like, could I go on and be like, I'm gonna send her these wine yeah. glasses? Like, that's nuts. Yeah. Should we? <laughs> With a note from no, Pop, definitely. Not, yeah, <laughs> Wooberry has sent you an ice cream scoop, Jennifer Lawrence. Iris, you look like you have thoughts. <laughs> I, 
Well, I'm, I'm kind of torn with it, right? Because I do think that no matter where you are in your life and station, and you are having a wedding, and you are inviting people without saying, hey, I'm no gifts, donations to X, Y, or Z, maybe that's not their jam. And maybe there's, I mean, I know that Amazon does have different um, relationships with nonprofits. I do like saying, yeah. yeah, like Amazon Smile, it's like you go to that. Right. Yeah. So like anytime I buy something, it donates like half of a penny to St. Jude's. Or to <laughs> or whatever, yeah. Warriors or to wherever, or yeah. even to different schools, you can do that right. too. I know that Oliver School has that as well. But cool. yeah, I mean, but what is she, what really does she need? And by making it public, you're right. It does seem like she's asking her fans to buy her stuff. It's weird. Right. Like, I don't know what to think. Marketing gone awry. Right. I think it was, like, probably some publicist was like, this is what we're going to do. I talked to Amazon. Like, here's the plan. And then whatever the rollout was, everyone's probably just, I don't know, maybe it's, like, being misinterpreted. I don't know. Like I totally think that she just drank too much wine and decided to do a registry. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that seems accurate. Mm Mm-hmm. The other big pop culture story this week is that J-Lo showed up at Fashion Week in Milan. Is it Milan? And um, she was wearing her iconic dress from the yes. Grammys, which is like... Updated. Yeah, they, yeah. T- they, t- yeah, they oh. took the sleeves up. I know, I was like, that's not the same. Yeah. I was so mad. Oh, wow, interesting. I'm um, sorry, she's 50-something. She looks fantastic. She looks she amazing. Can I know. She Our Super Bowl halftime show co-performer, her and Shakira. Do you guys hear Oh, is that happening? J-Lo and Shakira. Oh, my God. She's in the prime of her life. If they don't play I Lay a Poppy, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love that song. Um, yeah, it was like just announced like literally an hour ago. Ah, breaking news. But here's the thing that I don't get is like, how come like Maroon 5 can be their own and like whoever? And then it's like J-Lo and Shakira have to be together. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I get cool. it. Like, it's cool. It's like really fun. Like, what a fun show that will be. But it's like, they don't, I feel like they don't need each other. And they don't have any songs together. And they both have their own brands and their own superstardom. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. But I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, I think it's going to be so much fun. Um, Is there anything that you haven't had a chance to share yet that you would definitely want to put out there? No, I don't think so. But I do want to thank you guys for taking a moment to to shine a little light on our little corner in the city. We love it here. Yeah, thank Um, you. I have one more really goofy pop culture question. I don't know if you guys have heard of, well, Sarah and I were discussing it briefly last night, The Masked Singer. Have you seen this show or heard about it? (laughs) I have heard of this show. So the premise of the show, it's based off of, I think it's a Japanese show or a Korean show, where basically the idea of it is, is like American Idol style, where there's like judges and there's like 12 singers or something, but they're all famous people wearing like extravagant insane costumes so like last year t-pain was the winner and i believe he was a monster and people they get voted out and like gladys knight was on it last year what? wow it's so crazy but it's nuts the one thing i've heard is that if you have google you can pretty much figure out who it is well yes and no i mean like people figured out that gladys knight was the, like people kind of did but that's part of the fun because that you hints. want to yeah they give you hints so it's like the judges are trying to figure out and then you're trying to figure out it's very very silly and really fun and like I didn't watch it last season but I kept checking every week to see what celebrities were like on it because I was like I must know um last night the first like first people were like eliminated and one of them was Johnny Weir the figure skater Mm -hmm. and he was dressed as an egg (laughs) 
one was just like, ang- like wearing like a cool outfit. But I wanted to know if you were on the Masked Singer, what would be your like crazy costume? An ice cream cone. Oh yeah, it was ice cream last night also, and that person was eliminated. It was Ninja, who is apparently a gamer. Does it have to be a food? No, because there's been like monsters, skeleton, egg. I um, like insane things. Well, now. So what uh, would you be, Sarah? So I was so nervous about becoming Sarah Sanders and being associated with the press secretary <laughs> that I started to go by Sarah Connell Sanders, and then all the students were like, "Miss, you just sound like Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken," and I was like, "I didn't even think of that." So that's what I will be. Joy Flanagan told me today you have to do that for Halloween. Yep. I would be Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Sanders. All right. Full latex mask. I think that I would want to be like a like a disco ball. Oh, that's just straight true. up like just a disco ball. I think that would be perfect. I would Little be holes about for the that. Eyes. Yep. Nice. So for when we appear, yeah, when we have Worcester's mask singer. Oh, I think it's coming Watch now. out. Yeah. Hosted by Wooberry. Yep, exactly. It's going to be right here in this little nook. Right. Skeptical. So excited. That would be hilarious. Well, thank you for all yes. that you do. You're like great, killing it as a small business owner. You're so important to arts and culture in the city. You're an amazing mom, and you have a professional career. Really fucking cool. Yeah. That was. I introduced a friend of mine to Brendan at the dive. And instead of saying, like, this is Brennan, he owns Wolverine, or, like, anything, I was like, this is Brennan, he's just, like, really cool. And then, like, you walked by, and I was like, that's Brennan's wife. She's also extremely Even cool. Even cooler. <laughs> like, yeah. That was it. He was like, who, who are they? How do you know them? And I was just like, that's it. That's, like, that's the story. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Well, I have been Sarah. I have been Molly. And this is Pop It. Pop It. <laughs> Have you signed up for this year's Veterans Inc. Run for Veterans 5K on November 2nd? They're expecting more participants than ever before. The race starts at 10 a.m. on Franklin Street with an after party to follow at the Beer Garden. We hope you'll join us to see if you can outpace the Poppet Girls in a 5K.